Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, on Muddied Waters Media. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. I've got a, I've got a little bit of a bang energy drink. Starting off the morning, it's 10 a.m. here on the East Coast. It means I should probably still have my ass in bed, but liberty's risen, so therefore I am as well. Today, I, we are going to be talking about the state of the Libertarian Party. We're going to be talking about some of the things that have been going on lately. We're going to be talking about what the convention that's happening starting off today. The kickoff is tonight for the National Libertarian Party. Um, they're in Reno, Nevada. There's a lot of incredible, incredible people already there. There's more people showing up because there have been storms across the country that have been canceling um, different uh different flights and everything else so we are going to see some crazy things happen today tomorrow and of course throughout the weekend i wanted to come on here to talk to you guys a little bit about that stuff but also be able to give my endorsements because we're looking at a new chair we're looking at a new vice chair we're looking at at really a new slate for a lot of people um so today wanted to hop on here and just hang out with you guys and and so thank you guys each and every one of you guys for hopping in here thank you guys so much for sharing this for supporting the message for spreading this out to get it to delegates to people interested in the party maybe people that aren't interested in the party and and potentially even a justification not to be interested in the party but to to, to go on your own endeavors we're going to get into all of that but thank you guys so much for supporting uh this show here on muddy waters media of course i am mr america the bearded truth jason lyon thank you so much for being here thank you so much to matt and spike for continuing to give me a platform where i get to share my views my opinions my stances on things so these of course don't reflect on on how they view things they may it may not i don't speak for them i speak for myself um today the guest is me you guys get it it's awesome so thank you guys for being here and of course Big shout out and a big thank you to Kelsey Lyon Designs. If you guys are looking to make an incredible impact for your business, for your campaign, for whatever it is that you are looking to do, if you need somebody who is going to revolutionize the way that that looks to change the way that it's perceived by your audience, you got to get on over there to KelseyLionDesigns.com. Use the code MuddyWaters. She is going to hook you up with a nice discount, and she is going to make sure that you are ecstatic with what you get. People love her from across the country, and as soon as you head on over there to Kelsey Lion Designs, you too will love it. So, um want to also give a big shout out and a thank you to nug of knowledge if you guys are looking to partake in some fun times into some happiness into some joy and you guys need a good dealer that's going to take good care of you head on over to nug of knowledge where you can get the nugs you can get the knowledge and you can get the love and use the code bearded truth and you're going to be getting off a nice amazing 10 percent off 
and that's going to ensure that you get some of that love you get some of the happiness and you're going to have a good time i guarantee it so get on over there nug of knowledge use the code mr beard of truth you won't regret it and of course because we flipping things up today uh for those of you who want to support muddy waters media if you guys want to take the next step right you've been viewing it you've been watching it you've been interacting in the comments you want to get more love from spike matt and myself head on over to muddy waters media or sorry woo, head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters slash subscribe for the mere low 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 price of ten dollars you will be getting exclusive content each and every week spike and matt if you guys missed that uh news they're changing up the format for their shows coming up very very shortly i think next week is the last time they're going to do a regular live show on tuesday nights at uh 8 p.m ish eastern from now on they're going to be breaking into three different shows two of those will be public facing where you know each and every one of you guys get to enjoy that but the third one is the exclusive one this one's going to be the one that's going to get you oh it's going to get you invigorated it's going to get you your blood pumping it's going to get you excited about what is going on about ways that you can engage about the different current events giving you that insider knowledge that inside baseball knowledge to where you can go and make a bigger impact in your communities with the things that they're going to be sharing on those exclusive um shows so you guys got to head over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters slash subscribe and for the low low price of ten dollars you're getting a a trillion dollar value I can say that inflation is incredible so whatever whatever value you want it to be we'll find the inflation to make it work um but i think are you guys ready are you guys ready to talk about the state of the libertarian party are you guys ready to get into the boringness the uh, just dredge through the drama and everything else well i'm gonna try and stay above that um so i'm sorry if you guys do but I am, however, going to be taking a nice drink from a brand new tumbler. So if you guys are looking at that and you guys are like, hmm, Mr. Merka, the bearded truth, that's a nice tumbler. I would like to get one. Let me know. I can uh, hook you up with some of them details. But if you're looking for other Muddy Waters Media merch, you can always head on over to muddywatersmedia.com slash store. But... So the state of the Libertarian Party right now, we are in something that is not unfamiliar for people who have been in the party for a long time. The current state of the Libertarian Party is there's been a little bit of blandness in the way that things have been pushed out. And there are valid concerns about the um valid concerns about what the libertarian party is doing right because we as a part of the libertarian movement as the liberty movement as trying to set people free we want to have the best examples in every way right we want to have liberty-minded organizations businesses schools whatever it is all these things that are interconnected in our society we want them to be the best possible and so because of that, we want to have the best party possible. We want to have a party that is going to come out with strong stances, standing up for liberty, standing up for the individual, standing against collective, collective, collectivist ideas. Holy smokes, it's hard to talk this early in the morning. Um, pushing against the collectivist ideas out there. We need that. That is imperative. 
And so when people have been critiquing that, they are on the right message, right? During the lockdowns, there was a lot of, of ambiguity and a lot of silence that maybe the National Party should have came out and said, you know, we're in favor of trying to save lives from COVID, but we're also in favor of allowing for people to survive as well. And so shutting down the economy wouldn't be necessarily in the best interest of millions of Americans who are going to be shut out um, from employment and from being able to um, provide for their own families. There's a lot of good messaging in that. So we want to see better messaging. And so I'm hoping that by the candidates that will be elected over this weekend, that we will see that. More caffeine. All right. I feel like I'm a Twitch streamer. Hydrate. Um, it, um, you know, we want to see that. We want to see this weekend where we're going to put people in places to where they're going to not be timid about stepping out and putting the libertarian message first. Of course, we're going to continue having people be detractors from that and saying, well, I don't agree with the way that was worded. I don't agree with the sentiments. I don't agree with yada, yada, yada. Normal politics, as always, you kind of got to. You know, reflect on it. See if you can word it better. See if you can make that better. I, this is something that we all have faced. Anyone who is in any kind of a public figure, anyone who's making posts on social media, right? These are things that we have to take these criticisms and we have to grow from them. So hopefully by the people elected um, at the national convention this weekend, we will see some of that happen. When it comes to candidates, right? Candidates is a huge thing, right? We've got uh, some people in the comment section here today that are are candidates for local offices, for city councils, for county councils, for um, for state house, for U.S. house, even you know potentially even uh, uh, presidential candidates. Um, these are people that need to be supported by you know their affiliates, whether it's a, a local race where it could be uh, supported by the state chapters or if it's a national one the national party needs to be out there in trying to help build coalitions build donor base be able to give the infrastructure and the networking to make this all possible and of course this is something that if you guys missed it on patrick bet david's podcast with spike cohen dave smith and larry sharp this is something that they were talking about the infrastructure from the national party this has to be there and one of those things is that we have to have a base level of libertarians winning across the country in city and county council races we have to have that to where people can see that liberty is going to be valuable it's going to add value to elect a libertarian to cut away at the fraud, waste, and abuse, to cut down on unnecessary laws, to cut down on the barriers for you to get into businesses, to for you to be able to get health care, for you to be able to get education, for you to be able to, you know, all of the things. We have to we have to have that. So the National Party, this is one of the other things that a lot of people have scrutinized. They're capabilities have to be able to step forward so of course that's going to be a topic that we're going to talk about when we get to the endorsement portion of this show as well um <coughs> pardon me so two big ideas there none of this was anti pro caucuses people individuals etc we'll get into hopefully we'll be able to to glaze past the uh the drama that we've been seeing at the convention this weekend, there is a lot of drama that's coming up. And I want to say that when you when you view this drama, the most important thing is to, to say, is the drama the detractor or is the 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 reason for the drama the de, the detract the 
detractor. Holy smokes. All right, hydrate. And so we have to be able to look at those things. I think that there's an incredible, there's, there's an event right now that is being heavily criticized because it is a competing event because there are two breakfasts going on at one time. And if you guys miss that, Edward Snowden is virtually uh, joining the Libertarian National Convention this weekend. Incredible. I'm so excited to see how that's going to be fruitful for the party. As people buy those tickets, there is more money for the party to be able to do good things, right? Right now, we're talking about a national party that lost, I believe the the number was $30,000 in the last quarter. Um, A party that you know, during times of economic hardship, uh, coming out of COVID, these are things that, you know, people should be, we should be able to corral a little bit more support because we're talking about how we stop these bad things from happening to people by the means of, of allowing the market to survive, allowing the market to be natural, allowing the market to go through its cycles in a more natural state rather than having uh tyrannical dictatorships almost, um, you know, but, but, in seriousness having governments suppressing down the economy and then going oh i don't know why we need to send stimulus checks or having the federal reserve printing out an absolute excess amount of funds in order to create the inflation that we're seeing we as a libertarian party should be able to take this message and if if not receive donations be able to grow our movement in such a way um so when we have these markets when we have competing events, some of us say that it's a, detracting, a detraction from their events. This is merely just trying to allow for more people to be happy to find a home within the party. There are so many ideologies within libertarianism. There is a huge spectrum, and I'm excited to see more people be a part of this, to join in, and everything else. Um, the state of the LP, the LP is in all 50 states. What a guy that Matt Wright is. Um... You guys like that? I changed it out. Um, for those of you guys in, in just the viewership or just in the audio listening ship, I've got this, this is a beautiful Tumblr. Check out the video. You won't regret it. Um, so there's, we have to look at how this convention is coming forward. There's a lot of great events. There's today is the day of education where people are going to be able to um, get engaged and learn from people across this country that have been working on, um, on campaign funding, campaign fundraising um, that are talking about how to effectively get receive donations, how to brand from Kelsey line designs, um, how to brand a, a campaign to be, visible beyond just being visible to uh to seeing all of you know the way that it's interacting to have a message um you're going to be learning about how to actually navigate through the through the process of getting elected and everything else there's so much value today in the day of education the day before or the day of the 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 convention starting that if you guys are down there i hope that you guys are taking part in that and you guys are extracting as much value if not just for yourself but also being able to bring that to others this is the one thing that i really struggle with when it comes to the libertarian party is that we we commonly don't take enough time to share our wisdom to share our knowledge to share our ideas with each other in a way that others will accept it we have so much infighting, but we don't have in loving, right? Um, and so that's one thing that 
I mean, that's the nature of why I have the show that I, the normal scheduled show that I do is to talk about ideas, to talk about practices, to talk about these experiences that people have faced, maybe go through some of the hardships and go through some of the successes so that we can replicate the successes so we can stop having the failures. And and this is something that the day of education there at the national convention is, is you're going to gain a lot of value, if not for yourself, but by being able to share that with others. And so I hope that anyone there will be able to share this out as much as possible. And, and, and let's be, let's be honest, Brian Scott Lambrick is giving a course, at least one, I think he's on a panel as well coming up. Brian Scott Lambrick is fantastic. If you haven't met this man, go listen to some of the stories. You'll, you'll love him. Ask him about the first time he smoked uh, pulled pork. It was beautiful. It was delicious. So we're going to move into that, and then we're going to move into the business meetings tomorrow. The business meetings tomorrow, this is where a lot of the quote-unquote drama is going to be going down. This is where a lot of, of, of public statements have been made about intentions on changing agenda items, on changing out who the chair is. Currently, the chair of the Libertarian National Party is Whitney Bayou. And looking to replace her as the convention chair, um, we've seen a lot of, of, of unbecoming acts both for and against different caucuses, different members, different things, um, you know, and I think that one of the things that we have to look at is when we look to change the platform, because that is comes up in every business meeting. There's an attempt right now, and I don't want to dive into the abortion topic, but there's a, a, an attempt right now that many of you, if you were signed up as delegates, you received a letter saying, you know, spend all of your tokens to remove the platform plank. And the platform, or the, the abortion plank, um, the abortion plank is something that really isn't controversial it's not something that um it's not really one side or the other when you really read it and so the libertarian party's abortion plank is neither pro-life nor pro-choice it is recognizing that abortion is a sensitive issue and that people can hold good faith views on all sides good faith views on all sides we believe that the government should be kept out of the matter, leaving the question to each person for their conscious consideration. Now, some people are saying that because you want to let people make their decisions, that it's clearly pro-choice. But when it talks to keeping the government out, this is also is talking about keeping out funding, of getting government out of the way of preventing unwanted uh, adult, or pregnancies. This is talking about, you know, a lot of different aspects. And we cover this on my show with Natalie Bruno. Um, so if you guys are, are really interested in that topic, if this is something that really uh, rustles your jimmies, if you will, go ahead and go back over there and check that episode out with Natalie Bruno. It was a fantastic episode. I love that one. Um, but so you got to we have to be looking at in not just how we view personally a lot of these things, but also understanding it from the perspective of the Libertarian Party is not for just you as a Libertarian. It is for all libertarians. And so we will have those disagreements and we will have good faith arguments on both sides of the aisle. Um, personally, I am, I'm, this may be a conflict for some people, but I'm personally pro-life. I, I, I believe that life is a, a conception and I can already see the comment section getting upset about this, but that's where I stand. I want government the hell out of it. It's a huge conflict. Um, but I, I, again, I don't want to dive into this. So 
there's a lot of, of, of attempts to be changed and a lot of attempts to take over um, in, in how we have to be viewed as libertarians. And, and at the end of the day, I think that the, it's important that the party be a party for all libertarians and that we can, you know, have people have different views and everything else. So I'm excited for that. Um, any other big things? Uh, so... Of course, the takeover is one of the big things that a lot of people are both for and against on this. Um, I think that, you know, if this was a more natural thing where it's, hey, look, you know, we just have better ideas and, and naturally we take over it. That's one thing. I think coming in and, and pushing for it and saying we're going to take it over so that real libertarians have a voice. I don't I don't know that I agree with the messaging and everything else. Take it for what it is. But um, but yeah, so I. I We'll finally get through some of the debates. We'll see the chairs debate. We'll see the vice chairs debate and um, we'll see all that. And then now we can finally get into um, what I hope you guys were excited about um, is the endorsement list. Who should be, and we're going to talk about all of them. We're going to talk about all of them. Who should be elected? Why should they be elected from the perspective of Jason Lyon? This America, the bearded truth. So for chair, there's really three candidates. There's a fourth candidate, Chris Emery, who um, who didn't really step up and out onto a serious campaigning strategy until potentially really late in the game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it down to the three. That's Steve Dosbach, that is Tony DeRazio, and Angela McCardle. Um the three of them have been running and campaigning for a good time. They all were a part of, if you guys missed it, Cajun Libertarian had a debate um, amongst all three chairs in the past. You guys, you know, recommend go check that out uh, if you have time before you vote or if you're just interested in learning more about these candidates. Um, they've all made different, um, they're all very distinct in how they operate. Um, so I want to go through each one. Steve Dosbach is actually my county chair right now i i live down the street from the man he's a great guy he's um he's really knowledgeable he's been a part of the party for a long time he has experience as as the national chair in the past um so i think that 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 would be something that would be good he he's got some metrics from the time when he was in in the party and or as chair that show that he at least was witnessing if not a a, a spearheading some of the growth that we saw in the Libertarian Party under his, um, while he was chair. So there's there's some good stuff for for Steve, right? Um, for Tony, Tony is a guy that when you when I think of a Libertarian is somebody who is, you know, stands for the individual, stands for liberty, stands for freedom, but when when issues are not necessarily anti versus pro liberty he's just kind of that chill laid back guy that's just hanging out and having a good time this is this is tony um and you can see this from the way that he has a lot of his interactions tony is a guy that um you know i've had i've had a good amount of conversations with him he's a real dude and and you know another guy that brings a lot of value and experience and wisdom to the table um he yeah, I, I, there's there's plenty of good things to say about Stephen and Tony. Um, Angela McCardo, of course, is the third chair. Um, she is somebody who, you know, during COVID, she was not only as as a chair of the Los Angeles County. Um, 
she was not only vocal in pushing against mandates there, but she was also pushing against in New York. So this is somebody who has, you know, not just in my backyard, but in your backyard as well, I'm going to be pushing to make some changes. So, you know, I, I we have to applaud all of that. She is somebody who likes to dive into some of the theories and, and everything else. Um, it's, it's always interesting to watch that. So, you know, from from the positive side of things, there's a lot of good things there amongst these three. Now, I would be remiss in, in, you know, just giving you guys all the good information about these candidates and, and just kind of like letting things, letting the negatives be to everyone's opinions. In my view, when I look at these three, there are negatives that stand out for all three of them. Um, and this is something that I would like for you to weigh on before I give my endorsements. Um, so for Steve, Steve is somebody who uh, really likes to respect how the um respect the 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 powers in in office at the time right as he's campaigning he's not looking to um to put out his opinions and his views um this is this is from from him i had i had uh, addressed him in a in a recent q a forum um so he's not going to step out and use the opportunities to campaign on drama and events going on in the party because he is not the chair at the time now this is this is something that you know for the respect of the of those in power that's one way and and of course not looking to be an opportunist that you know that's favorable and disfavorable for different people i put it more in a in a disfavorable category i would like to see somebody say you know this is how i would like to handle this here's a solution here's how this would this is how i would like to see this be handled um because as chair you're you really are nothing more than than trying to um cattle up a bunch of stray cats it's it's an incredibly difficult thing but having that leadership stepping out i think that that would be great for steve dosbach for Tony DiRazio, this is somebody who I hate this because I had a circumstance where I got to see something from Tony I didn't like, but when I confronted him about it, it, it made me really love who Tony was as a person. Um, Tony had stepped out and was had in, had agreed with an ideology or agreed with a, a change to uh to an event and when this happened he admitted that he felt dirty by stepping up and and making that stance and so my 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 analysis of that is that tony is going to make mistakes he is going to just kind of he may be a little bit quick to make decisions but but and there's a there's a big but here when I confronted him and I was like, if it feels dirty, don't do it. This is when Tony showed his character on this and said, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. I had presented an idea to him and he said that actually was a middle ground thing. That was actually a unifying thing where we can see both sides coming together and seeing that this is for the betterment of both sides. You don't have to agree with the other side entirely, but this would be it. And so, you know, he had the humility to say I was wrong. He had the humility to go, I am willing to listen to others. So the negative of of him willing to step out and make some decisions, um, borderline rash decisions, but to be able to reflect on those and to grow from those, that is an incredible thing as a leader. 
Angela McCardle, she has uh, she's listed herself as the most transparent candidate uh, for chair. Um, I have posed questions to her in the past about some of her comments, some of her stances, some of her views. Um, and in doing so, I have received nothing in response. This is I've had comments deleted. I have had other people post these questions and concerns to her. Um, and so my fear is, and I've been told that I'm wrong by people in her camp, but my fear is, is that she is in some, uh, some effects taking, taking orders, marching orders from not her own. Um, I want a chair that I, I can trust to make the decisions. I want a chair that I can trust that they are making those decisions. And with Angela McCarter not willing to um, to address some of these concerns, that is a major red flag for me. It, you know, as we talked about with Steve Dosbach not coming out and presenting an opinion or a view, this is... Um, she was willing to put a view out there. She was willing to put a stance out there and then was not willing to confront some of those challenges around those views and ideas. This is, so there's two sides of that coin. Now I want you guys to digest that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the vice chair candidates and then we'll come back and we'll do the endorsements for the chairs. Cause I want you guys to, 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 to grapple with that. Um, I don't want to be the thinker and say, here's my pros, here's my cons and here's who I'm endorsing. When it comes to the vice chairs, there's really three people that I saw standing out above the rest. Um, cause there's, there's a lot of other people that have, uh, you know, like Chris Emery for the chair that have come out. Maybe they haven't campaigned as much as others. Maybe they haven't made a, a, a strong announcement. Maybe we'll see some surprise candidates, but there's three people that have been made clear, um, that are on the minds and the tongues of a lot of people. And those are Alex Flores, Eric Rodsep, and Josh Smith. Um, I'm really, I'm really stuck between two of those. And, and for a lot of libertarians who know Josh Smith, Josh Smith is, is somebody who is viewed as more toxic than, than others. So I'm not, I'm really not going to deal with the Josh Smith thing. I'll, I'll receive the blowback for that if, if necessary. Um, but it, it really is because of the professionalism, because of the middle grounds, because of the, uh, the willingness to work with other people, Eric Rodsep and Eric Flores are the two candidates that I'm that for a lot of the delegates, this is where they're going to be grappling with. Um, so Eric, Alex Flores, where, where did he come from? Right. Alex Flores is a guy that I have never seen him, you know, come with, a, uh, without being informed on the facts. He is somebody who is incredibly level headed, even amongst the drama and the arguments and everything else. Alex Flores is the guy that you can rely on that when you have conversations with him, he sees the good in others. He sees everybody as a person and he wants to be able to work in order to make the party better. He is a guy that is driven to, Oh, Joe Hopman. Yes. Sorry about that, Adam. Good call on Joe Hopman. Um, but Alex Flores is there for the party. He wants to make this party effective. He wants to see Liberty grow through the political channels of the Libertarian Party. Um, Eric Rodsep. Eric Rodsep is, uh, by, 
affect a lot in the same way. He is an incredibly level-headed guy. He is somebody who you can trust that you can go to with a problem, and he's going to you know, become informed, and he's going to do a, a boatload of research in order to figure out what is the best way forward on things, right? It doesn't matter for me on a lot of these candidates who's endorsed them, who hasn't endorsed them, who has endorsed the anti-candidates on these things. I want to look at these candidates individually. Between the two of them, they are, they are great people. So for the chair race, for the chair race, Steve Dosbach, Tony DeRazio, Angela McCardle, I am, I've been battling this out. I have been grappling with which one of these candidates really stand out to me. And it was honestly stuck between Steve Dosbach and Tony DeRazio. Um, this is something that I've battled with. I've flipped and flopped throughout time, which is why, like, I don't like doing endorsements early. I like to see the whole thing through. So forgive me for jumping on the bandwagon of throwing out my endorsement the day before, um, these, uh, before they're elected. Um, but you know, when I look at Steve and I understand Steve's activism, when I understand his advocacy, when I understand his principles and his ideas, um, Steve is a great guy through and through. There's nothing that I will say um, against against Steve that is that causes me to concern that he is not trying to do the best for the party. And, and being chaired, that is one of the biggest driving things. Steve is trying to do the best for the party, and, and he has shown that he is willing to work with others. Tony DeRazio is somebody who is incredible for being able to learn. His activism, his advocacy, and everything else, his level-headedness, his ability to be to communicate with others on, on their level, right? These are two candidates that I see that would be great for the party in different ways. Um, and so... Between the two of them, the party would not go wrong. But I do have to stand here today, and, and my endorsement, whew, my endorsement for the Libertarian Party chair to drive, to help be a driving force in making this party be successful, to allow for the unification of this party amongst the infighting as amongst another attempt through the history of the 50 years of the Libertarian Party, um, another attempt at a, a takeover from a, an otherwise outside movement. My endorsement is going to go towards Tony DeRazio. Um, he, and it's not, it's not by any means a massive difference between the two in, in, in levels of support. Steve Dosbach, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hundred percent honest with you guys. As I told you guys when I spoke about Steve, he is my county chair. I see Steve so much. I love Steve. And he he's promised me that he's gonna stay involved even if he's chair. So do not hold your votes from Steve if that's the, if that's your intentions. Do not hold your votes from Steve if that's your intentions. Um because you're worried about me and my, my Greenville County meetings. But Steve is, I love Steve as my chair. And so that may, may have teetered this a little bit in one way or the other. 
for the vice chair between Alex Flores and Eric Rotsup. Alex is the guy that has come in a little bit late. He started receiving endorsements from both sides or from all sides, um, from the radicals, um, the radical libertarians, from the moderate, from the pragmatists, from the Mises caucus. He has gotten endorsements across the entire spectrum. Alex is a fantastic guy, and it shows by his ability to transcend um, all of these different ideologies and, and to be able to be reasonable and accepting and loved by everybody that he works with. He was out there last night, 11 p.m., solving problems at convention. This guy puts in the blood, sweat, and tears for the party. He is, uh, there's nothing that I can say that would take away from the greatness that is Alex Flores and the value that he adds to this party. Eric Rodsepp is somebody who comes in with just a level of professionalism that you can't deny. He is a man that comes with a plan. He is able to mitigate through um, through hazards and through barriers and through all of these things with just such a grace. He is he's incredible. So don't think that my endorsement on either one of these takes away from the other one. Those two candidates, the party will not go wrong at all with them. But if I was forced to vote for one of them, mm, this is actually is the hardest one for me. If I had to vote for one of these for the future of the party, oh, Eric Rodsepp has... I think Eric Rodsepp, when we look at the different attributes necessary for a vice chair, he has a little bit more of that professional edge when it comes to handling the infrastructure. Alex Flores has the communication side of it, the way of delivering it to people to, you know, to make it accessible to more people. I'm, I'm still struggling with this one. So we're going to go on to the, to the secretaries. Um, there's two candidates for secretary. John Wilford and Karen Ann Harlos. Tyler Smith, I just read it. I, Tyler Smith, if you're watching, I just I copied and pasted um, what you wrote. Um, so I didn't mean to name drop like that. Um, but John Wilford and Karen Ann Harlos. Now, Karen Ann Harlos, her history, um, she was secretary before for the Libertarian Party National. And she did a great job. She was there to make sure that, you know, minutes were taken, that everything was addressed, that that everything was up to snuff. Karen Ann Harlos was somebody that was respected across the entire spectrum of the party. Um, when she was removed, and some people say that she was removed for, for bad things, um, for, for, you know, the, they just tried to win on a witch hunt after her, etc., etc. I'm not here to grapple with that idea. But when she was removed, there was a difference. There was a, a, a phoenix rising up from the ashes that has changed the way that so many people have viewed Karen. Um, I saw a lot of people across the libertarian spectrum say, I used to support you and endorse you wholeheartedly, and I cannot throw you support anymore. Um, I'm one of those people in full transparency. In, in, 
if you are witnessing her rhetoric and and you're if you were in on the inside baseball if you will of the party um you would see that there's some things that you know just don't pass the sniff test if you will and so for me because of that and because john wilford um in his actions as secretary in texas state a giant delegation a giant party there in texas because of his efforts there in texas because of the way he's conducted himself and handled himself and is able to traverse through a lot of a lot of the libertarian um issues of the day i i throw my support my whole support and endorsement behind john wilford now we're back at at the vice chair Alex Flores or Eric Rodsep. I'm still battling this out. I want you guys to know that this is something that between those two, you can't go wrong. And so I just endorse that you guys vote for one of the two. If I had to throw my coin in, if I had to throw my token behind one of them, I don't know that I would. And it's not a nota. It's a both of. A boda. Both of the above. They're, oh, they're so incredible. I can't, I can't say on them. I can't say on them. And that, that, that's me being a coward. Call me a coward. Call me a wimp. I, I cannot pick between Alex Flores and Eric Rodsev. They are both incredible people. They will do incredible things for the party. I can't, I can't pick between the two. Treasurer. This is one that has been contentious as well. Tim Hagen is the current treasurer for the party. Todd Hagopian is the challenger. Um, Todd Hagopian is somebody that we've had on this show before. Uh, Hopton also has experience and skill. <sighs> yes, I. He has experience and skill. Hopman does. He is not somebody that I've I've seen enough from on the campaign trail. I know that I know that he's got a great graphic designer. I know that my problem is is that. When I was building this list, when I was compiling this, I was looking at that. And I, I I don't have I wish that I saw more from Hopman. I have seen um open form Q and A's with different candidates and I haven't seen him be a part of any of those. I don't know if it was a matter of them not being reached out to, um of him not being reached out to or 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 if it just wasn't matching up in the schedules. Um but I just hadn't seen enough there to know that this was a serious race from him. Um, and that's, that's one of my problems. Um, so Tim Hagen has been doing a a great job as treasurer. He is somebody who knows, um, knows the ins and outs and he is, um, he knows the ins and outs. He knows how to do the FEC filings. He's, he's been able to work through those in the past. Um, you know, his experience to lean on that is fantastic. Todd Hagopian is somebody who has a wealth of experience when it comes to handling financials. He is, uh, you know, when he came on the show, we were talking about finances for a reason. Um, he is somebody who I would trust with handling my finances any day of the week. I know that I would benefit from having him be a part of that. Um, and so my decision really came down to there was a, a an issue in the past of of some filings that led to some issues. I believe it led some to some fines and fees because it wasn't being handled correctly. And 
And I would love to see Todd be able to run this party as treasurer, um, to be able to help be a part of that. I think that he has an incredible asset um, or uh, has incredible skills and would be a, a valuable asset to this party in that position. But I'm also concerned about because we don't have much, because we're living on a libertarian budget, if you will, having that be in the front. And so I would love to see, you know, more experience, you know, a mentorship uh, 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 to see how that would be able to work out. Um, so I, I don't want to knock Todd for that, but it, it is a concern for me. Um, so I would like to see him be in some kind of a role where he's a part of that community that is working um, within the treasurer's office of the Libertarian Party. But I, I, I at this time, I'm, I'm going to be supporting Tim Hagen on this. So it was... Um, he was in one debate with Cage. Oh, oh, I do. Mm, I missed that one. I didn't watch that one. I was at work that night. Um, so I, 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 right now I am endorsing Tim Hagen. But I think that with a little bit more understanding of, of the complexity of the laws, and right, and this is something the libertarians talk a lot about, is how complex these laws are when it comes to FEC filings, when it comes to um, election laws and, and how things have to be conducted. This is something that we complain about a lot. So it is not, not, it is not a knock in any way to not have that experience. Um, it is just something that I would feel more comfortable if he was to be able to obtain that experience before being elected to treasurer. Um, and so for just a matter of comfort, I would love to see the two of them work together. I would love to see Todd be able to come in and be able to help support and grow and, and help with financial decisions and, and be able to, you know, help this party grow through the financial means. Um, but I will also want to rest on the, on on Tim Hagen and his experience on that. So there's my endorsement list. It's um I feel really bad because I didn't watch the one the one debate with uh with Hopman. Um and so I apologize for that. I will have to go back and check that one out and and see if, if it's worthy. Every candidate for every office, internal or external, should climb the ladder to build experience. Absolutely. This is, um, it, yes, right? Um, this is one of the reasons, and, and to get into some of the, the, the reasons for a Libertarian National Party is to be able to help with national candidates, push a president and vice president through the ballot access to get them onto the ticket, to get them onto the ballot, to get the votes to help give the infrastructure to these candidates so that we can have a president and vice president of the United States. But without that climbing of the ladder in the building of the ladder of having at county and city councils, having libertarians throughout the country be elected without having them at the state houses, without having them at U S houses and senates. What you will see is that they will be completely ineffective. And so we have to build this up. We have to build this up. That is imperative that we build that ladder and that people are climbing that ladder. Um, well, well stated. I appreciate that so much, Matt. Um, but with that, guys, um, I do want to let you guys know that there may be potentially a regular scheduled show tonight with Matt Wright. 
on the writer's block, of course. Um, I, I don't have his guest. But enough of you people said it on Twitter. If you guys are not following me on Twitter, Mr. Bearded Truth, enough of you guys have said it on Twitter, and I am going to follow through on it. We're going to talk about the shooting. We're going to talk about school shooting. I'm not going to, I'm not going to harp on it from a uh, here's what's happening here. We're going to talk about some of the things and we're going to talk about how society has been structured through legislation and through culture and how that actually has led us to a circumstance that is not to the benefit of, of our children in schools, of course, but also to the benefit of society. So I hope that you guys will be joining me tomorrow on the more regularly scheduled Mr. America, the Bearded Truth Show. And I am so excited for that. So I hope that today was valuable for you guys. Um, I, I wanted to step away from the drama and a lot of the issues. We can glaze over those real quick. But I think that the important thing is, is that we come together as a party. Um, that we find a way to, to, to support candidates that will be unifying and also be supportive of the party to help the party grow and to work with libertarians across the spectrum to make this a thing. And so... Um, that's why my endorsements went the way that they did. That's why I support the way that I support. That's why I stand here before you guys in front of this webcam and all of you, all hundreds, maybe even thousands, maybe even trillions of you, who knows how many people there are inflation of population and, and do what I do is because I want to make Liberty happen. And through one market, through one sect of Liberty is the libertarian party and i want it to be as effective as possible to spread the message of liberty to be as effective at being able to help change the culture in a society that we live in that doesn't let people live free and i want to see us be free in our lifetimes so i love you guys all i appreciate each and every one of you guys for hopping in here for sharing it out for building this stream but with that i'll see you guys tomorrow hope you guys have a great day i'll see you guys soon i love you all